This is Beth Bruno, and you're listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast. Welcome back to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast, where each week my daughters and I process topics that moms and teens are asking about. Helping you foster a more connected relationship and maybe learning about Gen Z along the way. sharing a snippet of an interview I did for our mom's membership community with the co-founder and president of AXIS, a nonprofit that helps 20,000 parents and teens each month communicate at the intersection of tech, pop culture, and the gospel. Co-author of Smartphone Sanity and Engaging Your Teen's World, David is an expert around social media and smartphone use in your home. My girls and I listen and share some of our thoughts to help spur conversation between you all as well. And I just want you to know my heart is to always ask you to look beneath the surface and consider more of the deeper longings and desires, not staying too focused on the issue for long. Journey well, my friends. Let's dive into smartphones with David. You talk about the real path to this conversation is connection and trust. Um, it's not, we don't start with boundaries. Um, and you, you have a phrase that we're on a journey of trust with the destination of independence. And I, I love the illustration of, you know, playing, playing soccer on a, on a field near a cliff with no fences would be terrifying. And, but our goal is not to erect fences. Our goal is to help our kids build their own fences. And that is really getting at, for me, that gets at that element of trust and the end goal of independence, not us formulating all of these boundaries. So how do we do that? How do we even begin to develop that level of trust and connection between us and our kids? So the the story of playing soccer on a cliff without a fence is all about joy because uh, sports are fun if they're done right. There's competition, there's energy, there's exhaustion, there's a winner and a loser and challenging, you know, like there's a joy that's involved. And so if you don't have a fence and you're next to a cliff, you're going to be worried about losing your ball and also falling off the side of it. And so instead of being able to enjoy the game, you know, you're going to be thinking about, I don't want to die. or I don't want to lose this $30 soccer ball. Right. And that's the same thing with the phone is like, you don't want to be, you know, you want it to draw you deeper into relationship, deeper into human connection, not turning you into like a phone zombie that gets, you know, tendonitis in your thumbs or has text neck in your neck. And so think about fences. Okay. Okay. Moms, as you're, as you're thinking about this, there's certain times where you can just draw a line and it's an invisible line and just say, Hey, don't cross that. Like don't go past the sidewalk because there's like cars in the street. Now, depending on what kind of, how much you trust your kid. Like I don't trust my two year old, 
trust my eight-year-old sort of, um, and our street's kind of slow. But if there's a highway right there, it'd be much more serious. So then you start thinking, well, when do I need like an actual chain link fence? Remember one time I just took a string and put it across the yard. I said, I don't want you going over here. And so they could totally tear the string down cross it. Anyone could, but just kind of laid that boundary out there. And there's other times when you need like a concrete retaining wall or a dam. And so I would say, especially to a great analogy with the phone, um, Oh, so maybe your first, so I, when you get your kid a phone and, you know, who knows what process you're already in and what you already think about this, but, and I want you to know that some of you might have younger daughters who don't have phones yet. And some of you might have older kids and you're like, they're 17. I gave them a phone like five years ago. What am I supposed to do? Um, the concrete retaining wall is the app store and internet. And I would say in regard to pornography. So you're going to want to come into this game pretty strong thinking about, and just because you have a girl does not mean that it's like, oh, that's a boy's issue. No, it's not. It's like an everyone issue. And so you're going to want to think very, very clearly about that. Then when it comes to social media, you can say, well, I might need a chain link fence on this. Might not want to start off with this. There's rates of anxiety, mental health, uh, incredible comparison. You want to think about your daughters. But, you know, the initial one is you might want to say, okay, we're going to start off with one social media at a time. And is one mom, Sarah, she's awesome. She's like, all right, my daughter's begging me for Instagram. Okay, we're gonna have, we're gonna have Instagram. And then I just wanna see what you're posting. Every time before you post something, I'm gonna see it. Just the beginning, you know, chain link fence, right? Because, uh, and so there was this situation where her daughter went to a birthday party and, or had a birthday party and wanted to take a picture of all her friends at the birthday party. Harmless, awesome idea. Her mom said, hey, let's just take a picture of you and I, or let's take a picture of you and your cake, or let's take a picture of you and where we are, but not a picture of everyone who's in and everyone who's out. Hmm. Not everyone who's at the party and everyone who's not at the party. Because we don't want your friends who couldn't come or we didn't invite because we had a limited budget to not be left out of this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, that's getting at the heart of the issue and saying, let's do that first, um, that, that first step there. So, and the idea is the journey of trust with the destination of independence is you never want your kid whispering under their breath. I can't wait till I leave home. Just wait, mom, making me do all this stuff. Just wait. When I'm out of here, I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Instead, you want to be like, no, like, look, I want you to become an adult, which means I want to see these things in you. One of those is responsibility. One's being under authority. Um, one is being in community and, so I don't, you know, like my goal is for you to have complete independence with your phone while you're still in this household. That's my goal. Now here, let's talk about how we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. It's the same way that you say, Hey, like, I don't want to be in the driver's or the passenger seat of the car when you're driving for the rest of your life. Like you're going to drive on your own, but I also don't want you to drive off a cliff. So we're going to find a way, a pathway to get you to that point where I, I trust you with this mm -hmm. and not trust just because I like you, but trust because you understand what's at stake and you're starting to self-regulate because mm -hmm. that's one of the forms of being a human being, an adult, is knowing how to self-regulate. So I don't know about you, but for me, I really zeroed in on the phrase that, that David used that parenting and just like raising kids, it's all about a, a journey of trust with the destination of independence. Right. Did I get that mm -hmm. right? I just love that perspective of we are raising adults and you will 
soon be entirely independent of us. And so how are we instilling in you all of the, the, you know, ability to make good decisions and make them for yourself and self-regulate and, and monitor and have your own barometer, right, of right and wrong. And when we talk about smartphones and social media use, I feel like that really falls into a, a kind of a category that's much broader, includes all sorts of things that we might have controls over. And it, it, it goes beyond that, like there's a deeper, more core issue at stake, which is um, trust and, and independence. And so I want to talk about that, not as much about smartphones and what you all think of, of them or what we've done regarding them, but really what's at the root? What is beneath even that conversation that parents would have with their kids about a smartphone and about how much you're going to use it and what they're going to allow? Like what's really underneath that? So what are some of your initial thoughts? Well, we were talking about this a little bit, and I said that you guys really spoke to us and told us about these things and set the boundaries, but told us why you would set the boundaries out of love and out of compassion. And you told us, I don't want you to do these things because I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to have these images in your head. Like, I care for you. I love you. And that is why I'm setting these boundaries. And I think that's really important. Instead of parents just setting the boundaries and saying, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. That will instill in kids like, oh, there's not a reason that I can't do this. So I'm going to be a rebel and I'm going to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. And then there's no going back from it. Like, what's done is done. And they have experienced the hurt or the pain or the images in their mind that the parent initially didn't want them to see or feel or experience, but the kids didn't know that that was why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're saying just over-explaining and giving a lot of, of reasoning why, and then in some ways allowing you to, to go forth mm-hmm. and, and make some decisions knowing the heart behind the boundary. Yeah, I like how you said over-explaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, going off of his analogy, um, just like ex- so if we are to build a, a fence or if parents are to build a fence, they always explain the reason to stay behind the fence. Um, or even like he was mentioning, if there's just a string, there's not even something that's like physically stopping the kid from doing anything. If they know that the reason why they have to stay behind that string is because there are dangerous cars on the other side, they're a lot more likely to make the decision to not cross the string for themselves. Mm-hmm. I've noticed this like in a lot of things that I've been doing, a lot of opportunities to make my own decisions to where like they're technically you guys didn't set a boundary for this particular subject but i can see the dangerous the dangerous other side i can see the dangerous cars passing and that's why i can make the decision to not cross Mm -hmm. on my own Mm -hmm. yeah believe it or not kids don't want to get hurt (laughs) they don't we don't want to see these disgusting things we don't want like any of that and parents don't want that either so just like what ella was saying I don't want to get run over by a car, so I'm not going to walk in the street. Mm-hmm. Well, I like how David talked about, you know, the fence that we erect on that soccer field is all about joy. And there is something about we rest in knowing our limits. 
And depending on the age of the kid, obviously those limits are going to look different. Um, that's what he was talking about, the retaining wall and the chain link fence. And like there's different levels of um of kind of boundaries that we set as parents, but more and more. And since you all are both teens and you are speeding toward adulthood, speeding towards Mm -hmm. moving out of the house and being fully on your own, like I see you as adults. Um, And obviously I still, I still have opinions and, and I share with you various things about why that's a no for me, but I feel like more and more as you get older, those fences are are absent. I mean, they're definitely not tangible. What I've hoped by this point is that they're internal, that you have internal fences now that you have constructed on your own and they guide you. And it did take more involvement from us as your parents when you were younger, but my hope now is that you're you're making your own smart decisions because you're you're doing that internally. So I think a lot of times when we have too many external controls, um, and we come at this conversation of smartphones, um, and not that that I did with David, but just in general as parents, and where we just think, what are all of the rules we're going to put in place? I think having the conversation, having mutuality, mutually agreeing upon things, um, mutually deciding what we're going to do, like all of that begins to foster that level of pendant, independence that we're hoping, you know, that you're, one day you have. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Fierce and Lovely podcast. You can find more great resources on raising teen girls in 2020 at www.fierceandlovely.org. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, lonely, or stuck, well, every month, a community of women is coming together online to become more intentional mothers to teen girls and to develop the connection they deeply long for. We call it the Fierce and Lovely Moms Membership Community, and you can learn all about it at fierceandlovely.org. So I have recently learned that I am no longer a part of the trends. I don't get them anymore. And I've had to learn from my little sister what these trends are. So, Sophie, what is one trend that I have had no idea about? Well, recently, this new game has been trending. It's called Among Us. And that sounds super weird. And I thought the same thing at first. But actually, it's pretty fun. So basically, you are trying to complete a bunch of tasks. It's an online game with real people. And there are two imposters on, like, in the game, and you don't know who the imposters are, and the imposter's goal is to kill you. So once a body is discovered, then you get together in, like, this little chat room, and you vote someone off of the spaceship. So my first time playing, I was not the imposter, but I was voted off because everyone thought I was really suspicious. (laughs) And the word that you use to describe someone who's who's suspicious is apparently sus, which I didn't know. And I just heard a bunch of people saying sus, sus, sus. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely out of it now. Yeah, so like you have, your little character is a certain color. So we would say like white is sus, like white is suspicious, or like brown is suspicious Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, it makes me quite sad that I'm now out of it. (laughs) So just a trending game and a new word that has come out of it, basically. Sure. sure. If yeah. that's how you can describe it. 
<laughs> <laughs> All right.